Welcome back to TCK Care, the podcast. This is your host, Stephen Black, and we have another conversation to support TCKs in all walks of life. Joining us on the show today is Kate Berger, founder of the Expat Kids Club uh, in Amsterdam. And Kate, we're going to start out with the million dollar TCK question, which is, where are you from? <laughs> well, I'm currently living in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, and I my passport is um, American, and I grew up in a suburb of New York City. Okay, very cool. That was so slick. I'm currently living in the Netherlands, and I've heard a lot of people even stop there. They're like, I'm currently mm-hmm. living in this location, and I'm not going to tell you the rest of it because it's too complicated. <laughs> I- and I feel I feel like I am quite privileged because mine's not that complicated. Definitely, you know, the population I'm working with, um, I recognize what you're saying, that they just really obviously struggle to answer that question way more so than I do. So I, I think I'm, I'm a lucky one. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And yeah, could you tell us a little bit about... Um... Sorry, hold on. Yeah, and could you tell us a little bit about the Expat Kids Club, uh, what that is and what you do there? Sure. Um, so the Expat Kids Club is a private psychology practice. We're based here in the Netherlands, and we are working exclusively with expat, third culture, cross-cultural kids and their families, supporting them with the realities that come with relocation in terms of kind of inherent stress in the lifestyle, Um, adjustment, sort of building um, resilience and um, skills that are needed just generally to kind of weather the storm that is um, related to relocation, but also just life in general. Mm. It's uh, it's encouraging to me as a TCK care person to hear that that living cross-culturally is... Um, is being addressed as a valid need for psychological support um, mm-hmm. and that there's people out there uh, doing specifically targeting the issues that come up around that. So really appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting too, because what we come up with, come across sometimes is this idea of like that some of the symptoms that these, that the kids that we see are presenting with might be something that to an untrained eye would consider like an adjustment disorder or um, attachment related difficulties, which yes, there are, you know, challenges in this area, but it's not something maybe disordered, but more a result of the lifestyle and circumstances. And so it shifts the way that we approach supporting these kids um, definitely from the sort of you know, the interventions that we're using to um, just terminology or ways that we talk about these challenges. Um, So it is definitely something really specialized and niche. And um, I agree with you. I think it's really cool that there are more and more people understanding that this is an area um, that needs specialized attention and is not, you know, something that can just, um, yeah, just be considered like a disordered. I hear you. I've always wondered, is it an adjustment disorder if it like if it's all the time you know if, if that's your state of being is it a disorder is it a way of life right. there's something wrong with right. that i'm sure but yeah and speaking of which yeah. um kate i wanted to ask you um specifically about 
empathy. And I feel like this is an important tool for any parent to have in their mm -hmm. belt, not just someone who's traveling uh, and mm -hmm. moving around, but very much so for that, that family, that type of uh, situation. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of families travel overseas and um, the stress levels elevate and uh, children become more agitated and parents, loving, well-meaning parents, will communicate something to the effect of, wow, you're really agitated. Please just kind of shove it down a little bit and keep that agitation down and let's all just try to get through this together. Right. And I don't know if that's particularly helpful i understand i understand the reasoning absolutely and i'm sure i've done that many times myself i think the re the, the motive is like we need to get through this and we need to hold it together until we can get to the other side till we're out of the spotlight till we're out of the airport whatever it is um mm. but i feel like there's another way of being too and so i wanted to ask you as a psychologist who works with families in this type of situation who live in adjustment who live in high stress how what is the other way how do you empathize with your child uh, what would you have to say about that kate yeah i mean there's so much to say because um this population has a really unique opportunity to build the capacities for um sort of empathic understanding um, because of the sort of exposure to diverse ideas and, and cultures and populations and all these kinds of things. So um, in the on the sort of high level, big picture realm, um, helping TCKs develop empathy-based sort of capacities or skills is, is really important and useful because they're gonna be applying these in, the, in a broad, manner. Um, so there's that piece of it, which I think is important for, for maybe parents or caregivers listening to think about, you know, the bigger picture of, of why we're even talking about this topic in the first place. <laughs> um, it's, and, th and then if you kind of rein it in and come down onto a one-to-one -one level or within a family, um, you know, the empathy side of things is also so crucial in terms of um, enhancing the connections. Um, so a parent and a child connection, for example. Um, when there's empathic connection, the connection is much stronger, much more sustainable, um, and provides a sense of safety and security for a child who is going through these transitions. Um, and we know that definitely when so many things are changing and, um, you know, environments are shifting and all these kinds of things, um, we know that one of the biggest protective factors is having those safe connections with primary caregivers. So the empathic connection piece is huge because it's going to help your child, um, you know, manage the relocation difficulties more effectively, let's say. Um, so how do you do that, right? <laughs> I guess was your question. Um, so, I mean, I think you were kind of touching on already or alluding to this idea of like parents with their greatest intentions, um, you know, are really managing a lot in the midst of moving around um, from a sort of like logistical perspective, right? Like there's a lot of, you know, just packing and shipping and choosing houses and schools and la la la, all these kinds of things. Um, so there's a lot of like the, the doing mode and the organizing around all this stuff. Um, and maybe sometimes less space for the being mode and just being kind of present with the experiences. 
Um, so we always talk about the importance of just, um, you know, tuning your own instrument and checking in with yourself and being present with yourself and, and acknowledging what this experience is like for, for me. So as a parent, first of all, just, you know, spending some time just reflecting in that way. Um, and then working on modeling that with kids and then sharing, you know, sharing that information or even teaching that through modeling. Um, and then asking and being really curious with your kids about what is this like for you? Um, so, you know, that could be something like, um, to your example, with a child who is kind of not happy to be there or upset because they're missing a friend or frustrated because they can't speak the language or whatever that might be. Yeah. And so, um, so, so for parents to just really be aware of what, what it's like for them. And then also that curiosity piece for their children. So, you know, kids, um, especially younger kids aren't going to be able to necessarily articulate I'm feeling X, Y, Z. Um, so you can just observe their body language even, right. I mean, the, our, our, our thoughts and our feelings show up in our bodies, um, and so parents can just reflect on that. You know, I'm noticing that I'm seeing that, um, is it right that when you do, um, you know, this with your, uh, let's say, is it right that when you're, you know, um, going into your room all the time, does that mean that, you know, you're, um, feeling really sad, for example, right? So there's a, there's a curious, there's a question with it, the curiosity piece It gives a chance, it gives a child a chance to then just hear that and, and feel seen also. And, oh, my parents are noticing me and then reflect on what does this mean? Um, so then they're developing their own self-awareness to be able to then express and articulate maybe more effectively instead of withdrawing or instead of, um, you know, fighting, uh, acting out kind of thing. Actually, here's what I'm feeling and, and maybe even here's what I'm needing <laughs> mm. eventually. Mm -hmm. um, so the curiosity piece is where we start for sure. And, and first for parents to do that, themselves like hey what's going on with me and then hey what's going on with my kid <laughs> mm. um, and then reflecting on that yeah i love that so a curiosity about what's going on with me and recognizing your own experience um i love that you use the phrase you know being mode like how am i being in this moment um yeah. sort of using that immediacy and then yeah. um second being curious about your child and where your child is at and just paying attention to their like you said the their body language can be so telling, um, mm -hmm. their behavior, and then um, following that up with a question about like, hey, what's going on with you? And what does this actually mean? Um, right. I, I love that yeah. so much because it gives a child, like you say, it challenges the child to be self-aware and be like, hey, you're right. I do have this, you know, this body language or this behavior um, that may be significant. And what is really going on with me? Um, it challenges yeah. them. And then it also gives them permission right to um to say what they're going to say and to express their experience and to practice their own immediacy skills um totally. so yeah. yeah yeah and and it's funny because like you know sometimes we'll have parents say well what if i ask and i and i get it wrong and it's like well then your child will tell you no that's yeah. not what this means here's what it does mean right so you just move closer and closer to understanding what it's like for the child then which is what the whole empathy piece is about, right? It's understanding, it's, it's being there with another person in their experience and really understanding it. Not like, a, oh, I've been through this too, so I get it. But like, oh, I see this too. So I'm here with you in it, right? Mm -hmm. That old Brene Brown, I'm sure everybody's seen the Brene Brown getting down in that hole with the other person, right? Um, I'm gonna pause the conversation there for just a second to say a couple words. Number one, 
I would really appreciate it if you are listening to the podcast and loving it. Go ahead and subscribe to the show and get on your podcast app, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, whatever it may be, and leave me a five-star rating and review. That would help a lot. Number two, the podcast is listener-supported. So if you're loving this podcast and would like to see me coming out with more amazing content, go to tckcare.com slash give to make a donation to keep this podcast coming. Number three, I am always looking for more stories to tell, more conversations to have. So if you have a topic in mind that you would like me to cover, or if you have a story that you wouldn't mind me sharing with the world, reach out on tckcare.com slash connect. Uh, send me a message and I will get back to you shortly. Okay, let's get back to that conversation. And it's, you know, again, that being mode piece too is so is so important to keep in mind because we get so caught up in the doing mode. There's so many things we have to kind of solve in relocation and also just parents in general. I mean, we we want to protect our kids. We want to take care of them and, and you know, help them through difficulties and all these things. Um, and we, we very often too quickly jump into problem solving for them or even just even giving them, you know, ideas about, well, why don't you try this is also not necessarily going to be helpful for them because some kids will hear that as, you know, you don't think I can come up with solutions myself. Right. So it's, it's just, you know, constantly coming back to just asking those questions and being really open and being really curious um, rather than problem solving it for, for the child. Um, so that's, yeah, I mean, it's, that's where we always start. <laughs> sure. I've heard that, um, like, obviously you have to problem solve for children sometimes, but the more you can create a sense of autonomy and um, allow children to problem solve for themselves, it kind of fosters this sense of like, number one, I believe in you. And number two, you're capable, right? Definitely. Yeah. And I think for TCKs, it's like, you know, there's so much that's out of their control. Mm. They often are not the ones who are choosing to, to move in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's just to have another parent or adult coming to you and telling you how to solve this problem is really not going to be helpful in the long term. Like, you know, we can create some space for a child to actually have a say. And like you say, you know, develop a sense of autonomy and, and problem solving on their own and um, feel empowered to be able to work their way through this difficulty that's presented to them. Yeah. And so good. Um, which I guess ties into another question that I had for you, which is how does um, the use of healthy empathy help kids adapt? Yeah. I mean, I think that um, when we're talking about like adaptation and how empathy can be helpful in this regard, I think it's really um, important looking at empathy for the self right? So like, because we can have empathy for others, but we can also have empathy and and almost like self-compassion, right? It comes kind of hand in hand with this. Um, And to be able to have that ability to reflect and understand and and acknowledge what my experiences are in this moment um, creates the possibility then to choose what do I want to do about it, right? How do I want to respond to this information? And I think in terms of adaptation, that can be really powerful because we're not then going into a more reactive state where we're just kind of bouncing off of whatever is coming our way. 
But again, we're, we're able to reflect on it to, to respond to choose our behavior um, and then enhance that sense of empowerment in the midst of all this kind of stuff that's going on that's totally out of our control. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So like using uh, developing a healthy sense of empathy, um, the parent starts using that empathy on themselves and then they begin extending it to the child um, and the child begins using empathy for themselves. Um, and then I'm assuming they can also use that for other people. But uh, more importantly, as they're using it for themselves, they gain a sense of uh, they gain a sense of empowerment uh, because um, they can they begin to handle their own experience. And if you can handle your own experience, you begin you can begin to handle other things too that are maybe outside of your own self and your own experience. Yeah, and and you know we can we can learn how to just acknowledge what we need and ask for what we need, even mm. right. I mean, yeah. how powerful is that? Um, right. And and also, you know, definitely the piece in terms of um, how the empathy can help with adaptation. In, in connecting with others as well, of course, if we can be more empathic and open to just learning from and understanding people who are not like ourselves, maybe, you know, that certainly um, increases the possibility that we're going to have a more successful adaptation in a non-native or, you know, environment, right? Hmm. Yeah. And then one more question I had for you that perhaps... Um, Perhaps it's just a little bit of ignorance on my part, but I've seen families, uh, you know, there's a sense of something like empathy in which people are aware of their own experience and they're aware of others' experiences and they're trying to process this together, uh, but it looks more like codependency in that um, it's it's the parents whole world to um, to emote with their children and to um, help their children and if they're not helping their children then who even are they um, and so um, hopefully the child is always in need of help and so that you can always be there to help if you know what I mean and you're like but I don't know you know like obviously like you always want to be helpful and yet you also want your children to grow up to be healthy well-adjusted adults who are not terribly in need of help, right? And so, I don't know. Is there a risk of empathy going crazy? Or is are these two things, you know, related somehow? It's a really interesting question. Um, you know, we, we always talk about parents are raising adults, right? You're not, you're not raising children, actually. You're raising their children now, but they're growing up to become adults. And that's, so it's important to, to, oh to keep that in mind. Yeah, right? and, that's so you know, interesting. Right? I never would have thought about it like that, but right? wow. Yeah. I forgot who, somebody said that once that I heard that and I thought, yeah, that's totally, and I wish I could remember who it was to be able to give them the credit. But, um, Cause we use that all the time and it, and it totally makes sense. Um, and I think what you're saying, like empathy, like empathy overload, or like, how does that then? I mean, I guess, I guess it starts with a parent just, just recognizing and maybe reflecting on, you know, what, cause, cause what's up, like, is it serving some sort of purpose for the parent, right? Like, it's almost like if, if it's happening to an extent that it's shifting in that direction of codependency, um, 
like, is it, is it actually authentically empathic then, right? Or is it more about a parent's own needs for, you know, to feel sort of valued in the relationship or, or meaningful or um, that they're doing a good enough job? I mean, all of us, you know, want to be good enough as parents, right? Um, always come up short, of course. Um, yes. But, you know, just to, to find, to, to acknowledge that and then some, find some space to, be able to cope with that right in a different way other than turning it um into a codependence scenario where you're you know almost like then telling your child how to feel rather than being open and, and asking them how mm. how is this what what is this actually like for you <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right yeah sort of um this if i hear you correctly talking about like moving from a place of curiosity to moving towards more, um, not manipulation, but a, a, a sense of shaping your child. Like I'm going to shape you into this way of being and this way of whatever one that might not be even the child's experience. Right. Right. Hmm. And I love that you talked about, um, just, uh, the, the, the fear of maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'm not doing this mm-hmm. right. And I, you know, I think I could definitely see that being an issue for families traveling overseas. And, you know, they know that they're placing their family under a good deal of stress. And they know that there's some adjustment and maybe higher expectations and greater needs placed upon their families. And I could definitely see parents moving overseas, living overseas, wondering, am I doing this right? Am I, am I enough? That kind of thing. Right. Right, that guilt, right, that that is is so so very real, and we talk about that a lot, and we just try to always, um, you know, come back to the intentions behind the relocation in the first place, and and you know, remember that there are some really um, incredible, unique opportunities that you present, you know, that that you're giving your children in the midst of these experiences. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's stressful. Nobody wants to talk about relocation grief, right? But it's a real thing. Um, but we can also kind of adapt that that growth mindset and see them as challenges that we can overcome, right? That, that not necessarily those mountains that we can't climb up and around and through and all that stuff, but, you know, teach kids that, you know, we can deal with difficulties in life. Um, and those are the skills that are, that, that these TCKs learn through experience that are, that you just can't, you can't teach them in a book. You can't read this in a book. You can't teach it in a classroom. You know, you have, this is this experiential knowledge that's so valuable. Um, and I'm like a broken record, anyone who will listen to me say this, but it's like, these are skills that make these TCKs uniquely qualified for leadership positions. We know this. We know that the the um, you know the resilience and the um, the sort of empathic understanding and compassion and all these kinds of things, the, the global mindset, the growth minds, all these things are skills that you need and, and are very valuable in our world today um, in, in leadership positions. And so, you know, I try to always remind parents that. Yes, it's really hard, but you're 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 putting them on a trajectory to leadership. That's really important. Some of our, you know, most 
well-known respected leaders have gone through these kinds of experiences. And so we can use them as examples of like, they turned out okay. <laughs> you know, like Barack Obama is always the one, right? That we already talked about. Yes, totally. He turned out okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so just connecting back to the, the intentions behind the experience of like, okay, we're, we're creating these opportunities for our kids um, mm-hmm. because we want them to learn something really valuable mm-hmm. about life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you're creating opportunities for children to learn something valuable that they wouldn't learn otherwise, like you're talking about the experiential knowledge. And then yeah. also, like, I feel like the stress of relocation and adaptation and uh, all that stuff, too, is another, it creates an opportunity to learn empathy and yeah. to learn a, a degree of self-awareness that maybe you might not have learned had you not been under that stress in the first place. Right. Hmm. I heard, right. I heard Life a, is the course, right? As I say. <laughs> yes, definitely. I heard a TED talk. This lady was talking about stress, and she said that she used to tell people that stress is bad, and so try to keep your stress levels down. And then she realized that thinking that stress is bad is bad, and so just <laughs> accept stress and work through it and use it to your right. advantage. So right, that upside of stress. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. So if a uh, TCK family, a family with TCKs in it, or perhaps a TCK is listening to this episode and they've only really got time to listen to this last, you know, two to five minutes, is there something that, is there some way that you could wrap up all of this amazing content that we've just covered <laughs> as far as, you know, how to, how to develop a healthy sense of empathy in your life? I think just coming back to you know, this, this self-reflection piece is really important and just finding ways to just tune inward. And if you can do that on your own, or if you need some support in doing that, um, you know, just building that capacity to, to just really think about and reflect on and and try to understand as best as possible. Um, You know, how am I in this moment? (laughs) Um, Mm. And then the rest will fall into place. (laughs) Mm. Good word. <laughs> Self-awareness, being curious about yourself um, and being honest with yourself about how you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm never surprised but always amazed at how it's really true that the TCKs, because of their experiences, you know, the, when I say, like, the rest will fall into place, like, they know they can work their way through these difficulties, you know, 99% of the time they have the skills already in themselves to figure out how to deal with whatever it is. So, um, you know, that, that self-reflection and awareness piece, and then trust them Mm. (laughs) and support them when you need to, of course, but yeah, you know, trust them. They've got a lot of information. (laughs) Mm. That's good. Such an encouraging note to end the show on that (laughs) so many TCKs, you know, like you're saying, 99% of the time, they already have what it takes to deal with whatever it is that life is throwing at them. Um, That's such an encouraging thing to think about. Um, It takes, Mm -hmm. I feel like it takes a lot of the stress off of the parents to like, oh, I hope you can fix this because something's wrong and it's all up to you. And if you don't, then, you know, they're going to be messed up forever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there are real challenges, of course, but, you know, yeah, they've got a lot of wisdom for sure. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much, Kate, for taking the time out of your day to come and share with us on the show. Really enjoyed um, talking about this subject in particular and just hearing your advice and getting some knowledge from your experience with, um, with international families and travelers and that sort of thing. So thank you, Kate. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. And thanks for having this platform. I think it's a great resource for all of the people who are listening. <laughs> to that. <laughs> Hope so, anyways. <laughs> all right. Hey, thanks for joining me on TCK Care, the podcast. It was great to have you listening along. I hope you heard me say earlier that I'd love to hear from you because that's true. Go ahead and reach out on tckcare.com slash connect. And as always, uh, subscribe to the show. Leave me a five-star rating and review. Really appreciate that. Keep listening. I'll be back again next week for more conversations supporting TCKs. Hope to see you there.